Welcome to Finish Well Radio, where changing the world starts with changing the home, with your host, Meredith Curtis. Hi, welcome to Finish Well Radio. I'm your host, Meredith Curtis, and I'm so excited that you're tuning in. And this show is for parents and teens. I know that a lot of times when I talk to teens or talk to parents that are maybe juniors or seniors, their first question is, what about college? How can I get into college? What are the things I need to do? And so as I start out, that's what I'm going to address today. What is the process for getting in college for a homeschooler? What do you need to do? And I just first of all want to say, relax. <laughs> Colleges love homeschoolers, and you are going to find that they're really excited. They want to get your homeschool student into their school. They really like them. So don't be afraid. Homeschooling is actually an advantage. Now, to start with right up front, if you are under an umbrella school, you will follow a process that private school students follow. So for the most part, anyone, if you're, you know, public school, private school, homeschooling, most of the stuff that I share will pertain to everybody. But if you're, if anything is specific to homeschool students, just realize that if you're under an umbrella school, you would just be considered private school student. So I hope that makes sense. So anyway, we're going to get started. So what I'm going to give you is a process that takes four years. So if you are thinking, oh, I'm a junior, don't worry, because you can, <laughs> you know, condense some of that stuff into one. But I'm just giving you a four-year process so that if you are a parent and your son or daughter is starting high school and you think, oh, my goodness, I don't want to be blindsided senior year of what I need to get to do in college, is there a way I can do a little at a time? Yes, there is, <laughs> and that's what I'm going to talk about. So here we go. One of the things I'm assuming in this talk is that you want to go to college. Now, I'm not saying that college is for every student, every high school graduate, every homeschool graduate. I'm not saying that, So, but that's another talk. So I'm just assuming that if you're listening to this talk, it is your desire to go to college for whatever reason. And so what we're going to mainly talk about is the process, not necessarily should I go, should I not go, um, or anything like that. Okay, so starting at the freshman year. Freshman year is a great time to start. The earlier you start looking at colleges and deciding which one you want to go to and looking for scholarships and things like that, the better. So I would encourage you, starting freshman year, parents, students, Research colleges, research majors, look into different colleges, look into different majors. I know I have a friend named Marla. She plays keyboard for the worship team, and she's best friends with my daughter, Juliana, and she has become just a really close friend of mine. And I remember that about this age, on her walk in the homeschool journey, she determined that she wanted to 
go to Stetson University, a private school, which had an amazing music school. And she wanted to get a degree in piano performance. And so she talked to her parents, and her parents just, they found out, they researched the school. They found out what the school was looking for, that you had to go and perform an audition, you know, to get into the school. And so she found out what they were looking for. And then for four years, she made choices based on that research. For example, they encouraged their students to take French or German rather than the typical Spanish. I mean, we live in Spain. Um, we live in Spain. <laughs> we live in Florida. So basically, most people take Spanish because there's just a lot of, you know, people here who speak Spanish. It just makes sense. But no, um, actually, German and French was a better choice for her. So there were a lot of things she knew they were looking for. She got a piano teacher that actually had prepared other students to go to Stetson, and she learned with her. And so there were just so many things. She found out basically what they were looking for, and she made sure that she had all of those things checked off on her checklist. So that's one reason that starting freshman year can be a good thing, because if you know, I mean, <laughs> please relax if you don't know, because... Most people are juniors and seniors in college and not sure yet what they want to do for the rest of their life. So it isn't really the norm <laughs> for a freshman or sophomore or even a junior or senior in high school to know what they want to do. But if you do know what you want to do, if you think, yeah, I want to be an engineer and what schools around me are engineering schools and what do they look for? For example, in our area, the University of Central Florida, which is a huge college now, but it was actually founded to be an engineering school, and so it has a really, really good engineering school. And so that is where my son decided that he wanted to go. But that wasn't as involved as, you know, what Marla had to do for her major. So different majors can require different things. Some majors, just to get into colleges, require really high SAT scores, and they're looking for certain scores. So if you know that, you can do a lot of extra prep for the SATs and things like that. So anyway, that's why you start researching early. Then research scholarships. I know that sounds like, oh my goodness, that's so far ahead, but you would also be surprised at how many scholarships are available. My friend Brian was trying to get a scholarship, and he found out about this scholarship that he fit into just barely, and he thought, well, and I wish I could remember exactly what the scholarship was, but I remember the story, and the story's funny. So so he just thought, well, I'm not sure. And, I, and we were talking. I said, go. I mean, it can't hurt. You just don't know. So he shows up. He is the only person who showed up, and so he got the scholarship crazy, right? And so there's so many scholarships out there that people don't know about. And I mean, there's scholarships for brown haired, green eyed girls who want to major in nursing. I'm, I'm exaggerating, but you know what I mean? They're just very specific ones out there. So if you find some of these scholarships, and if you know what they're looking for, you can make sure that you have those things in your four year college plan. Talk with your mom and dad about college and talk with them about money because money is a big factor. And I have a friend and his parents 
said we'll pay for his not his parents I'm sorry his grandparents said we'll pay for four years of college wherever you want to go so I was so disappointed to find out that he went to (laughs) just a local you know community college because I thought oh my goodness he could have gone anywhere but you know his grandparents were willing to pay whatever he needed but most of us were not really in that situation my children all worked hard they did well in their SATs and they got bright future scholarships and that was really important for us because we didn't have tons of extra money and I'm sorry to tell you that though it was in our intention all those years to save for college by the time we looked at what we had saved for college it really wasn't a lot and yet my three of my children went to private universities and got the majority of what they needed paid for so like I said, scholarships is a big thing, but talk about money. What is your plan? I have a friend named Sarah, and she decided she wanted to go back to school. She was already like 2021. 20, she went the slow route, and she took six or seven years to get her bachelor's, but she worked at the same time, and so she graduated with no debt. And I just want to put in a plug. I know this isn't the topic. There's actually another radio show on Finish Well called How to Go to College Debt-Free. But I just want to put in a plug for not going into debt. I don't know a single person who graduates with debt that is happy they did it because college is so expensive now. And there are ways to go to college debt-free through scholarships, through jobs, through working hard, through clepping, and just all kinds of things. So don't feel like you have to go into debt. Talk about money. How can you make it work? You may find out that you have an Uncle Fred who has set aside money for you to go to college. But let me just tell you this. If you don't, you have a Father in Heaven who, if he wants to go to college, he intends to provide for you. So don't forget that in this whole process. The next thing is after you talk with Mom and Dad, you know, and do you want to go away? Do you want to stay home? Like, talk about those things. And don't feel like those things are set in stone. You'll probably change your mind several times. Review your four-year plan for high school. And this is what I mean. If you've read my book, Unlocking the Mysteries of Homeschooling High School, that I wrote with my friend Laura Nolette, we talk about having a four-year plan. And what we do at the beginning is we just make a four-year plan. And then as things come up, We just move it around and change things around. But that way we make sure that we have in mind the different things that we want our kids to do. So, yes, of course, we all know that we want to take four English classes because that's a requirement. Colleges want to see that. But what are those four English classes going to look like? Like I wanted my children to have one year where they wrote a novel and they focused on creative writing. I also wanted them to learn to write a research paper and to learn to write essays. So all those things can play into a four-year plan. And again, that's another talk, but talk about that four-year plan. And I'll just give you a word of advice. Colleges want to see four years of the academics. So you want to get into a good college. You want to have four years of English, four years of science, four years of history slash economics slash government, and then four years of math. So colleges are looking for people who will make them look good. I mean, that's the bottom line. I wish I could tell you something altruistic, but it's just not true. So think about the academics. They love to see academic 
electives, and I know that our daughters, Phoebe and Shine, uh, Lauren, my daughter, Laura's daughter, Phoebe, and my daughter, Shine, they both actually took an oceanography elective. So they graduated their four years of science plus an elective, and it was a really fun course, but very impressive, you know, to look at on, at their transcripts. So another thing is to volunteer, strategically volunteer. In my show notes, which you can find, this is How to Get Into College, and it's episode 74. It just says volunteer, but I would say volunteer strategically because if you're interested, for example, in pursuing a degree and eventually becoming a zookeeper, then volunteer at the zoo. If you're pursuing medical field, maybe you want to volunteer at a hospital. So think about the fields that you want to get into and do some investigating of those careers by, you know, like, obviously, if you want to be a doctor, you can't volunteer as a doctor, but you can volunteer and be in the atmosphere of a hospital and watch what goes on it. And it can give you insight into whether that's what you want to do. You can also be in the situation, I'm going to use the hospital illustration, say you volunteer in a hospital and your heart is set on being a doctor, but as you watch what doctors do and what nurses do and what physical therapists do and occupational therapists, you think, wow, I like the whole idea of an occupational therapist. So that's something to keep in mind. So volunteer strategically and volunteer in areas, volunteer in your church, grow in your relationship with the Lord, grow in leadership. Any kind of opportunities for leadership are key. And if you're faithfully plugged into your church, you know, my children have always been faithfully plugged into the church and it allowed them a lot of opportunities to lead. And those are also things that can look good on a transcript. I talked about taking a strong academic path already, and I also want to add to that, in your freshman year, your sophomore year, your junior year, your senior year, read classic books. Don't read silly, trivial books that were written in the last 50 to 60 years, but read older books that are well-written with good vocabulary. Just by reading those books, it is going to increase your vocabulary, and it is going to give you the aptitude to be able to read college textbooks, to be able to read original sources and things like that, and also do your math. The SAT scores are based on math and and English, and so many people don't like math, and they just kind of fudge their way through, but... I would just encourage you, if you're struggling with math, get help. Get a math tutor. Pay for it out of your own money, teens. It is worth it because we also have a radio show called Why is Algebra 2 So Hard? And if you're struggling with, like, the higher math, listen to that show because Laura and I give a lot of good advice on how to get help with math. But the main thing is that sometimes the troubles that you have in math might go back to fractions or decimals and just not getting it when you were a fourth or fifth grader. So if you don't get something in math, please, please, please get help because that's half of your SAT score is math. And then the other thing is do math regularly every day. Don't just do it and leave it, but check the work, see what you got wrong, and find out why you got wrong, what you got wrong. There's other students that could help you Your if your parents can't. If your parents can help you with math, like, I don't really remember enough math to help my kids, but Laura does. Laura's helped my kids a lot. I have a friend named Leanne who has helped my kids. 
but get help. Don't just breeze through because that will really impact your SATs. So I don't know how to say that stronger, but another thing with math is that it helps make pathways in your brain. It helps you think logically. So it's kind of like having a little brain workout before you start. So those are just some key things for freshman year. Now, when you get into sophomore year, continue to do the things that we talked about, research colleges, research majors, research scholarships, review your four-year class plan, talk with your mom and dad, talk about money, volunteer strategically, take a strong academic path, but add something in your sophomore year is take an interest in skills assessment. And that can be really key. You can look them up. A lot of colleges offer them for free. And take one of those assessments because that can give you some insight into what you like, what you don't like, what your personality is suited for, what your gifts and talents are suited for. If you are a great piano player, but you can't play in front of people, you just don't ever want to do that, then you wouldn't want to choose a major like piano performance, but you might want to look into songwriting. So there's just a lot of different avenues for the gifts you have, and think strategically about the gifts and talents you have and about the ones you think, I think I could do that, you know, look into that, develop that, but be thinking about where you fit in the world of academia. Now, I got a degree in nursing. I was really sad because I love history and I love English, but that's what I felt God was calling me to. And then after I graduated from college, I've just kind of gotten my <laughs> private personal degree in history and English and things like that. But my degree was such a blessing because as a mom, I only was a nurse for two years, but as a mom, I put all that knowledge into practice, you know, like if someone hurts themselves or someone's not feeling good, you know, I even have people call me and say, um, <laughs> you know, okay, um, what do you think is wrong? This, These are my symptoms. Or my daughter, you know, she mailed me a picture of my grandson and these little bumps on his arm. What do you think that is? And so, you know, I'm not saying that I practice medicine because I don't, but it just has really been a blessing to have that degree. So whatever degree you get, you want to make sure you're not just getting a degree for a job, but you're getting a degree that's going to be a blessing to you and, and to others through you. So begin to think strategically, and also, college isn't for everyone. And I know people say, I don't want to go to college, but then five years later, they end up going back to college. I also know sometimes parents can underestimate their children, and I had a parent once say to me, my kid is just too plain dumb to go to college. And I felt so sad for that kid because, I mean, what kind of parent thinks their kid is too dumb to go to college. I mean, that's just not true. I mean, even kids with severe learning disabilities can end up taking a really slow course through college if that's the passion of their heart. So college, yes, I agree. I don't think college is for everyone. I don't think God calls everyone to go to college. And I don't think college is a pathway to a career only. I think, you know, there's something valuable about getting an education. But, you know, you look at colleges today and they're so against God. I mean, I just have never seen colleges, the world of academia, so against God. So, you know, maybe if you don't need to go there, you don't want to. 
but don't rule it out as a possibility. So, you know, you're kind of sitting here and you're thinking, well, I'm not going to go to college anyway, so I'm not going to take four years of science because it's not really required. Well, I'm going to encourage you, don't assume that 25-year-old you isn't going to want to go to college. And also, what if you've been just kind of goofing off, not doing what you need to do? Is it too late to buckle down? You're a sophomore now. Maybe you're still a freshman. Maybe you're already a junior. I sat down. Well, I've sat down with several (laughs) young people. You know, I can count at least five that were just really, you know, not taking school seriously and not interested and definitely didn't want to go to college. And I had heart-to-hearts with at least five different young people, and all of them responded. Changed the way they studied, changed the way they read, changed the way they did their math, changed the way they did their work for the Lord, not, you know, to do it to glorify Him and not just to try to, you know, get their school. And all of them are in good places now. So I just want to say that. So, you know, it doesn't matter how old you are, what grade you're in, I had one friend who he was just, I won't tell you what he was up to, but it wasn't good and it wasn't schoolwork. And he ended up going back to school and he had to take all remedial classes because, I mean, he had really blown his high school education. And so that took about two years. But then he went on and he graduated summa cum laude and has a great job now. So I'm not going to give you any more details because I don't want you to know who it is if you know me and you're listening to this. But I just want you to know that wherever you're at, you know, especially if you repent to the Lord and say, hey, I've blown it. Can you help me get back on track? He will definitely, definitely, definitely do that. And so, again, read classic books and do your math at least four days a week if not five so that's kind of freshman and sophomore year you're just kind of getting your feet wet you're looking around you're talking to people what do you like about going to UCF what do you like about going to Stetson I know my daughter she had a friend she came to our church she was a few years older and she went to Stetson University and she was talking to Kate about it and and Kate said you know I'd like to visit Stetson with you sometime so she went and spent the whole day with her and she went to classes with her and she met professors and that's what made her decide to go now I know they have tours and stuff like that we're going to talk about that visiting colleges but it was really a valuable experience to go with a student and just see the real thing like not the presentation but just the reality of what it was like and that that was really helpful for her so we're going to take a break and hear a word from our sponsor and when we get back we're going to finish talking about how to get into college Laura has graduated four and Meredith has graduated five homeschool students that is After countless hours of reassuring other homeschool moms that they can homeschool high school, they decided to write a book. All their encouragement and practical how-to tips are in Unlocking the Mystery of Homeschooling High School. If you want to navigate the high school years effectively, this book will equip you to homeschool high school with confidence and joy. Order your copy of Unlocking the Mystery of Homeschooling High School on Amazon.com or PowerlineProd.com. Powerline Productions. Being world changers, raising world changers.
You've been listening to Finish Well Radio on the Ultimate Radio Network. Now back to your host, Meredith Curtis. Hey, welcome back. We are talking about how to get into college, and we've talked about our freshman and sophomore year and what things you can do to be strategic. And now comes the cruncher time. Now is when you really need to start making sure that you have this little checklist and you check these things off because this summer before your junior year, you want to study for the PSAT. And I'm sure if you're a high school student and a homeschooling mom or dad with a high school student, you've heard about the PSATs and the SATs and the ACTs, so I'm going to assume that you know what they are. But the PSAT is really important because the PSAT allows colleges to get a look at you if you score high because you can have your scores sent to various colleges. But also, it gets you in line for a scholarship if you do well on your PSATs. So I encourage you the summer before your junior year, set aside maybe five hours a week or maybe 10 to study for your PSATs. You can go online to their website. You can download practice tests, and I recommend those. I mean, you can buy books too, but these practice tests are really good, and that's what my kids and I, we've done. So your junior year, you take the PSATs in somewhere around October or November, and there's there's not tons of, of opportunities. There's just one time that you can take this. So you need to sign up. If it's the end of your sophomore year, you can kind of find out when you sign up and look into it and sign up for the PSAT. And then I would encourage you to begin to arrange college visits. If you're interested in a college, try to go visit it. And you can even start that the summer before your junior year. When I was a young woman, I was interested in going to FSU up in Tallahassee, and I was also interested in the University of Delaware. So this summer between my junior and senior year, we visited both colleges, and we had a tour, and we saw the campus, and I really, really liked both colleges, and I actually liked FSU better. However, I ended up going to Delaware for just emotional, more emotional reasons. One was that my mom had graduated from the University of Delaware and my aunt and my grandmother and my grandfather. And the other was that my grandmother and grandfather were 30 minutes away. And that was such a wise choice because we just had so many special times together and visits. And I'm really grateful for those years. But it was really, really neat to visit those campuses. And so I would encourage you, set up visits. They have days that you can come visit. They have tours. The bigger the college, the bigger the tours. But, you know, even if you don't end up going to it, it's really nice to go see the colleges and just kind of see what's out there. And then... After you've visited some colleges, request materials from different schools that you're interested in. A lot of them will send you information. They'll send you course manuals. And, of course, you can download everything online now. So you might want to start a little folder, college materials, and then inside each folder just like, okay, this is 
Florida State University, this is the University of Delaware, this is the University of Pennsylvania, and you just keep everything in that little folder. And then, of course, sometime during your junior year, you want to take the SAT and the ACT at least once. And the reason I say that is because when you take the ACT and the SAT, you can use your best score. So I would tell my kids, don't worry about it. You can just take this as many times as you want to take it, as many times as we can afford. It's not a huge, huge fee, but because you can even combine with the SAT, you can combine your best scores. So you did really well on math, one test, and really well on English, another test. They, you can combine those best scores for your thing. And then toward the end of your junior year, you should begin to select schools to apply for. You may change your mind. You may add some, take away some. But say, I had originally thought, oh, I want to go to, I think it was Ohio State University because it, had, it was the biggest university at the time. And I thought, oh, my goodness, I'll meet so many people. This will be so fun. But then when I visited FSU, which was much smaller, and I thought, wow, this is really big. I don't know if I want to go to a school that's so, so big. And I'll tell you what, UCF, where my son goes and my daughter just graduated from, that school is huge. It's like a little town. It's one of the biggest schools, I think, right now in the nation. And wow, it is big. And oh, I forgot to mention this, but you know, there are schools like, I know Liberty University, you can graduate from Liberty University while taking most of your classes online. So there's just a lot out there to consider now that, of course, when I was young, they didn't have. And it's been neat to see things change as each of my children go to college and graduate. So select schools to apply for and also be sure to research scholarships and make a list of all those dates, like make a list of all the scholarship dates so you don't miss any deadlines and research private scholarships and that is really important to don't just look at you know the big scholarships that are out there but look at smaller ones private ones um, there's all kinds of things for all kinds of people if your dad was in the military there's a scholarship for you if your descendants go back to the Mayflower there's a scholarship for you so just look into those things also Continue to research colleges, research majors, research, uh, review your four-year plan, talk with your mom and dad, talk with your mom and dad about money, volunteer, and take a strong academic path. Again, you know, I didn't mention this, and I'm so embarrassed, but cover all these things in prayer. The Lord has a place for you, so pray about where you should be and pray that the Lord will help you to get there and he'll open the right doors. By the time you get to your senior year, you should choose four or more colleges and make a list of all the application deadlines. There'll be an application for when the transcript has to be there, when the SATs have to be there, when the bright future thing, there's all kinds of deadlines. So make a list of all those deadlines and turn it into a checkoff list. And then apply to four or more colleges. And why do I say that? Because say you apply to one college and it's not necessarily your top choice, but they give you a great scholarship package. Then you can tell your number one choice, hey, this is the scholarship package this college gave me. Can you top this? 
Now you're probably thinking, what? I can't do that. But yes, you can. And sometimes that can open the door for you to get more scholarship money. Your senior year, you'll be applying to to four more colleges. You'll be sending in your high school transcripts. And this is pretty important. You need to complete your FAFSA. And that's a, a government form that you fill out. And there's, I mean, every bit of personal information about you and your parents and all the money that you have. But the reason you have to fill this out is if you don't, then most scholarships require that this is filled out. So if you don't fill it out, you can't get financial aid. You can't get any kind of state scholarships. Like in our state, we have the Florida Bright Futures. So FAFSA is really important. So find out that deadline and make sure you fill it out. And just a few tips for your essays and your applications. Colleges are looking, I told you this before, they're looking to admit people to their college who will make them look good. So find out what your college values. And you can find that out just by looking through their advertising stuff. You can tell, are they looking for really smart people? Are they looking for future leaders? What are they looking for? And then make sure in the way that you fill out your application, the words that you use, you're communicating to them, I am a future leader, if that's what they're valuing. And I'll give you an example. So say that you were involved in 4-H and you're applying for a college that's looking for future leaders, then you could say that you served as an officer in 4-H for three years. You served as treasurer, vice president, and president and sort of share some of the things that you did as a leader. If you've done mentoring, you would want to mention that. If I was filling out a college application, I wouldn't say I disciple a girl at church. I would say I mentor a young woman at church. So a lot of it is in how you define things. Colleges are big right now on cultural diversity. This was kind of fun. One of the things that we do every year is we have this big international dinner or picnic, depending on what kind of mood we're in. And we invite people to share about their nationalities and bring food. And with some years, we've been really blessed to just have people from different continents and countries and been so exciting. And so if my son or daughter was in charge of putting on that event, it could be written up in a way that would use the words cultural diversity that would use words that are buzzwords that colleges like to hear. They don't necessarily have to be the way colleges like to see them done, if that makes sense. So anyway, those are just some thoughts about the college application and essay. And don't forget to apply for scholarships your senior year and do it as early as possible. The early bird gets the worm, and that is so true when it comes to scholarships. So apply as soon as you can. Review your student aid report. Send in forms and deposits. And choose one college. When you finally decide which one you're going to go to, choose one college and notify the others. Let them know, I won't be coming. I'm going to this college. And then, of course, it's time to receive your orientation materials. And if you're going away to choose a roommate, 
But whatever you do, if you are walking with the Lord, he'll make your path straight. I just think my girls have really been blessed in college to build friendships and to be used by the Lord to speak out for him and to minister to people. And really, I'm so proud of them. And when my daughter was going to go to college, I was overwhelmed. And I had a friend And she had two sons, and they were graduating with Katie Beth. She knew exactly what she was doing. She was like the smartest woman in the world. Her name was Linda. And I would just say, Linda, I don't know what to do. I'm overwhelmed. And she would just say, I just did this, so you should probably do this. I just did this, so you should probably do this. And it was such a help for the first time because I felt so overwhelmed and lost. So if that is how you are and you've listened to this, some of you listened to this and you went, oh, yeah, that's easy. I'm going to do it all. Some of you, you think, okay, I need to, I think I got this, but I need a little more help. Then I'd encourage you to get Unlocking the Mysteries of Homeschooling High School because there's all kinds of checkoff lists in there. But... If you just feel completely overwhelmed and you listen to what I say and you're like, I don't know what to do, then find someone who's just been through it or is going through it and they're very efficient and ask them to help you and just offer to make them dinners or clean their house or something to be a blessing to them. And I just want you to know, so many homeschoolers have done this before and you are going to do great and this process is going to go well. God bless you, and I hope that if you are taking a path to college, that you will just have a smooth and easy road right in. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Finish Well Radio with Meredith Curtis and the Finish Well team. Please listen in every first Monday of each month at 7 p.m. Eastern Time here at the Ultimate Radio Network.